Well, Nina, Talk to me. we decided to do something kind of fun this season because we want to put out episodes in a quick, timely manner. Um, but we also feel like it's a lot of Emily in Paris at once. It's a lot. It's a lot to just binge the show and, and also talk about things. it. We do actually care about other things. So we thought we would do like a little mini episode, palette cleanser. Uh, would you call it a press release? <laughs> <laughs> We're toying with what this is. It's our mini... But I like Minnesota. You called it a Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. I wonder if there's a French way to do it. A minuisode or something. Un petit. <laughs> a petit saute. Petit saute. Petit saute. Petit saute. Wait, 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 wait. Petit saute. Wait, wait, wait. And we're going to actually talk about something that we like. Well, we already talked about it off mic. But we're going to talk about something else in the culture. What yeah. are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about, so as I mentioned, I had COVID. I've had code for the last eight You're days. You're like, won't stop days. talking. I don't should have had it. <laughs> and so I used this time to catch up on a lot of TV. Um, and one of the shows that I watched was a show you've been recommending to me, which was The Sex Lives of College Girls. And it was so good. It's so good. It's so good. And I had been like kind of begging you to watch it because, because I had like missed it in its first season. Which is pretty typical for me. I'm like not the best at just like keeping up. Um, I like I watched the first season of White Lotus when the second one was coming out. I watched the first season of this of Sex Lives of College Girls when the second season was coming out. Regard all to say, I just feel like I had like missed it or like I had thought it was one thing, and then I watched it and I was like, oh, it's a really great comedy. It was recommended to me by my sister and by my friend Alana, and I trust both of them, and so I finally jumped in and like it's. It's doing a great job of being both a, like truly a comedy and then also having all these like sexy, fun, romantic storylines, friend storylines. The stakes mm-hmm. are great. It's like really funny. The characters are cool. The cast is great. I'd say like by and large, it's very well. It's like really good performances in a way where like I, I texted you kind of like, oh, my God, because I didn't realize that this one actor, the one who plays Kimberly, one of the main characters, had no idea it was Timothy Chalamet's sister older sister which was just a moment of of like literally in my mind i was like who is this little scrappy unknown that they plucked out of nowhere <laughs> yeah because that's yeah. Yeah. this girl certainly knows nothing <laughs> well, about the industry kind of, that's kind of the character she plays <laughs> and then of course it was timothy Shaw's older sister uh and she went to LaGuardia and bard so i was like got it <laughs> um <laughs> never mind never mind but she's so good and like yeah. all of them are so good and it's a very funny show. Like, it's like a laugh out loud, even when we write ourselves show, which is very rare. But it just is the thing that's really good where it's like very much trying to do right by our current politic. And like, yeah. it's very 2022 and it's very like woke, uh-huh. but it's really funny. And uh-huh. it just like does a really good job without that being like, put on like it's it's obviously a priority mm-hmm. but there's nothing lost as a result yeah really well said and i think like a well one it just feels like the writers are handling it with respect like it, it just feels 
like it's actually a priority, not just like we got to do this now. It feels like no, it's like truly that that is like a, if we if we are woke, quote unquote, we're actually better reflective of like this generation. We're better reflective of the way people actually behave, of orientations that actually exist and genders that exist and all this. Like it just it feels like no, it's actually a more honest way to write comedy anyway. And they have a sense of humor about it, which you know you and I have discussed before watching some like Netflix movies that feel like jamming wokeness down your one's throat in a way that is just like not it has like no self-awareness and no humor and no sort of like even even like grappling or tussling with and like this show like people make mistakes or say things that are like problematic and then are justifiably um like called out in it or something like there are consequences to that but it's not like it's not like everybody knows exactly the right thing to say all the time I, i don't know like and and the characters themselves the four um, leads these roommates are also like all represent varying you know intersectional backgrounds that get to actually speak to one another uh, in a way that's still like really generous and like love based and seems honest or and or maybe it's that thing of, like elevating the world to be like a little bit better than it is which I love personally in television I like when things are just like yeah we're not quite there but we're we're almost there and why not let television lead the way in the worlds we want to create so yeah I've been really uh enjoying it and i think like in terms of what we've been talking about a lot with emily in paris in terms of like the total lack of sex appeal i would say sex lives of carl's girls i mean it's in the it's in the title but also i would say the title was misleading i don't know what i thought it was going to be i didn't i didn't know who was tied to the project which once i once once i was like oh it's a mindy kaling show and i had just watched never have i ever and i was like oh it's this that and the other like once it was recommended to me more and i realized what it was and that it wasn't like I don't know what I thought. I think I thought it was going to be kind of like a raunchy, more like Judd Apatow thing. Mm, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think yeah, for some reason I thought it wasn't totally going to be my bag. And I say that liking Judd Apatow. But yeah, I don't remember where I was going with this. Except to say that it... The sexiness relative to Emily in Paris. Oh, yeah. That it's like, um, like Emily in Paris, there are tropes and it's playing to genre and it's playing a certain form. And like anytime a hot person shows up on screen rest assured they'll be hooking up with one of the leads by the end of the episode maybe by the end of the next episode like it's very formulaic in that way but it's very it's well written enough that there's still so much tension and by the time the hookup happens you want it so bad for the characters because they've really like earned it like like the stakes have ratcheted up enough that you like want it for them they want it for themselves you know why it matters it's just very well done. And you like know who the characters are. Like even in the second season, I guess spoiler alert to a degree, but there's like this hot guy who's a, a like a climate refugee. Um, and he, and like the really nerdy, naive Kimberly character, Pauline Chalamet, like we, you know, you want them to get together really early on. Like that's pretty immediate. There's like, you can tell she's lusting over him, but he's not lusting back immediately. And then the way it's revealed that he does find her attractive and that like, this is going to go somewhere is so much more, it's so much less about like them as a partnership and so much more about like her coming of age and like realizing that she can be seen as like a hot girl or that she, you know, can pull men who aren't just like nerdy intellectuals or something like it's so much it's about so much more than just that so that when and if um i don't want to spoil too much but like that doesn't you know last or if it's not it's not like the romance that it's not like everything's an epic romance it's just like right your sex life 
is an area of one it is an area of a person's life where you do learn a lot about yourself and how to engage with other people. And this show is like really excited, it seems like, to like watch these four girls figure out how to navigate their sex lives, thus navigate relationships, thus navigate like their own self-worth and self-image and identity and things like that. And that's just really fun and refreshing. And it's also great to see a comedy that's for female leads. Like, I, I can't think of the last, I, I can't think of another show. I mean, HBO, because it's on HBO Max, it always tries to team me up to watch girls afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like... <laughs> Dramedy. <laughs> funny in that lazy way where it's like, you watched this girl show, watch this girl Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're so different. Yeah, they are. But like, that's, I guess, a show with four female leads, but it's like so different in terms of like, you know, I, I stand by really loving, I would say, the first two seasons of Girls. Oh, yeah, I loved Girls. Um, but also there were that it's not a like sitcom a issues like no it's certainly not a sitcom which like <laughs> sex lives of college girls is it's a half hour sitcom yeah and i would say girls is far and away most impressive when it's a drama like like girls is a really effective romance and like mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. um yeah agreed but uh that's so funny hmx just being like surely and they're not wrong yeah. to a degree but also <laughs> like in terms of enjoying the similar content but it's like oh no this Sex Lives of College Girls, I'm finding it to be much closer to a brain bath that doesn't make me feel shitty. Like when people talk about whatever ambient television, like we've talked about with uh, Emily in Paris, that like leaves me feeling a little like, ugh. It's like, no, the show leaves me feel, feel leaves me feeling reflected and like feels like a, a, a good world reflected back at me. But also I could just put it on in the background and like let it wash. Like it's not mm-hmm. high concept mm-hmm. It's by just any like means. really good. Yeah, really good sitcom <laughs> yeah. where like you have the – secondary characters who are kind of you know bigger personalities and goofy and they're just as well thought out Mm -hmm. yeah quite delightful so that's our little i guess our little mini uh, thanks for tuning in if there's something else you want us to hear (laughs) our little 10 minute take on that's a great opportunity email us at emily and paris pod at gmail follow us on instagram at emily and paris pod Period. That's the <laughs> handle, period. Yeah. And let us know what you want to hear us uh, chat about. Otherwise, we'll keep chatting about whatever we feel like. Yes. Great. Cool. Well, we'll see you next time. See you or soon. Next, yeah, uh, but it'll be about Emily in Paris. Fair warning. We promise. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.